guys. Welcome back to episode 239 of the podcast today. I have James Wong, the head of tokens, which is a really cool title, of Amon, Amon on the show. James, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Brandon? Fantastic. How do you pronounce it? Amon? Amon? I call it a moon, but everyone has a different a moon? take. Oh, okay. Let's it go with the, the moon. Uh, that sounds cool. To the moon. Is the moon. Uh, king of gods of ancient Egypt. Oh, well, oh, perfect. We're going to use that name then. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, James, tell me a bit about yourself before we jump in and start talking about a moon. Um, I'm sure people are very interested in what your background's like, what you did before this. Um, how did you find yourself um, all mixed up in this world of crypto and blockchain? Um, I've always just loved tech in general. I started off as a gamer. You know, I, I built a PC when I was like in high school and I just loved computer graphics, computer games. Every kid did. I had no goal in sight. Um, but, uh, it, 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 you know, I kind of have a bit of a technology addictive personality and I found myself just obsessing over graphics cards. And that led me down to kind of like obsessing over this company called NVIDIA. Um, this is early like 2000. So, so back then NVIDIA wasn't like the, the biggest semiconductor company in the world. Um, it wasn't always that hot, you know, it was among a dozen companies doing stuff at the time, but, um, yeah, I, I, I basically became obsessed with GPUs, eventually went to work at NVIDIA. So I grew up in Australia and, and moved to a Silicon Valley to work for them, which was kind of like a dream job at the time. Um, my first job was literally to test graphics cards, to drag race graphics cards um, and to play early release games on them. Uh, I literally played Crisis while it was in beta on a GPU that wasn't even released yet at the time, the G80. So it's just like, couldn't have asked for a better job. Um, worked at NVIDIA for eight, eight and a half years, uh, saw like how the company built out its gaming initiative, uh, but got interested in kind of like tech very broadly around 2015. Um, wanted to try my hand at kind of the investing side. So I joined uh, ARK Invest, um, Kathy Woods, very, very influential and, and important asset management firm. Um, at the time, once again, NVIDIA, uh, ARK was, was completely unknown. Um, by by the community there, we, we really took a few years to build out the brand, but it kind of exploded in the scene around 2018. It's been a fantastic ride. Um, but the last couple of years, I think the thing that's really, really um, changed or, 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 or like that's made the biggest difference from kind of theory to applied is crypto. Um, and I became seized with the idea roughly around this kind of turn of 2021. Um, I was almost going to take a job in AI. I, I worked there for, for a brief period, but uh, I decided, you know, I really need to be in crypto. So I literally just decided to quit everything, do nothing, and just study crypto. Um, and a few months later, I joined Amun. They were doing some very cool stuff, and the founders were fantastic people. I figured I can learn faster with a team. So we're based uh, we have offices in Switzerland and New York, and I think it's a, it's a great platform. Having a background with graphics cards, do you ever take a shot at mining crypto ever in the past? No, it's funny. Um, all my friends kind of did, but I didn't. You see, I, like mm -hmm. when crypto mining was happening, it was maybe around kind of like 2010 to 2013 you know, era. That that kind of thing was popular or, or with, with people with like at least retail PCs. Um, but I was still very much in the kind of gaming and tech world. 
oh, I guess I, I did not wake up to crypto at the time. You know, the people mm -hmm. who were early, who mined at that time, um, like they were the OGs. I did not click with crypto until about 2015 at the mm -hmm. like prodding of, of my, my friend, Chris Berniski. Um, he said, you really got to look at this Bitcoin thing. And, and eventually I did. And, and that made sense. But yeah, mining, mining was something I missed. And, and um, it seemed like a lot of fun at the time. I, I would have loved to go back in time and, and like being involved. Yeah, I, I've been involved for a very long time, but I jumped in and started mining, I think around in 2017, which was around the last time we had this good big wave of GPU miners out there. Mm -hmm. um, it, it was crazy. I remember so many stores having shortages of uh, 1070 and 1080 NVIDIA graphics cards um, yeah. because of people like me going out and buying all of them um, and having shortages on... Um, on all the parts and everything coming out of Taiwan and the company um, trying to block mining on their graphics cards or lock the graphics cards. And they do all kinds of fancy things these days, but it was an issue for a while. It was a, it was definitely a craze. Definitely. I, I remember like NVIDIA's like quarterly calls was just dominated by questions about like, where are these G where's the GPU demand coming from? Are you just selling to gamers? And it's just like, yeah, that caused a huge, you know, uh, kind of like a boom and bust cycle for Nvidia stock was it was wild. Yeah, it, it was definitely wild. Um, I'm, I'm glad that it's not GPU based anymore, and everything has kind of gone towards ASICs just because of the uh, strain it puts on the industry for gaming too. Unfortunately, um, but uh, anyways, let's talk about A Moon. Um, what is it exactly that you guys are doing and trying to accomplish? Yes. So if you look at kind of the equity world. The, the biggest kind of instrument change um, for the last 30 years or so was the rise of this, this kind of structure um, called an ETF. You know, a lot of people like buying stocks individually, but most people don't. Most people just, you know, to them, the, 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 the stock market is a, um, a, a mechanism or a means to help them achieve financial independence or, or retirement. Um, and, and, you know, it, any pretty standard planning will have you put a portion of your re retirement funds into the stock market. But you don't want to most people don't want to select whether they want to buy Apple or Facebook or Dropbox. They just want to have exposure and own a piece of the U.S. economy or the global economy. Um, and that used to be very expensive to do or very complex to do. And you had to hire advisors and all this stuff. Um, and then ETFs came around in the early 90s. And exchange-traded funds basically wrapped a bunch of existing uh, stocks into a single fund that is traded like a stock on an exchange. It has complete transparency, complete liquidity, and you can trade intraday. Um, it was a fantastic wrapper. Uh, at the time, it wasn't clear at all it was going to be successful. And many people were betting against it. But over the last 30 years, um, the 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 ETF industry has just just exploded, and most people now own stuff via ETFs um, rather than trying to pick individual stocks. The S&P 500 was the first ETF to launch in '93, and is still probably the most widely owned ETF. Um, and it has really like helped probably maybe tens plus millions of people um, just get exposure to the market without having to worry about. Uh, you know, the underlying of what do I own? Do I have to sell this, buy that and all this stuff? So um, 
it's kind of with that lens that we uh, look at the crypto industry today. You know, crypto is a very, very young industry right now. And people involved are passionate early adopters and they love picking different different coins and and um, betting on different kind of cycles and, and, and different chains. Um, but over time, as, as crypto reaches mainstream, people are going to want more automated ways to own and invest in this in this space and in this asset class. And the kind of like um, wrapped structure like an ETF makes as much sense here as it does in uh, the traditional stock industry. So our goal is basically to build um, basket based or, or like index based like products so that you can buy a single token and get exposure to a variety of underlying tokens. So instead of uh, ETFs tracking uh, stocks, it's like index tokens tracking other tokens um, and get and so basically with one instrument, you can get the broad exposure you need. And what's wonderful about crypto is kind of the core ethos with crypto is self-custody and, and self-sovereignty and control. So while with when you buy a you know SPY or a QQQ or you know pick your favorite ETF, that ETF um, is held for you by a third party like uh, Robinhood. Uh, and you can't really get access to the underlying of, of those uh, units of shares. Uh, but with crypto, all that is completely with you um, for better or for worse. So if you buy one of our um, index tokens, say DFI, um, the token is held in your wallet. No one else holds it. No one else can take it from you. Um, and you truly own the underlying tokens in that index token. So DFI is our Ethereum index token. It tracks the top eight DeFi protocols. Um, it doesn't just track; it holds the, the the top eight. So, if you have these tokens, you not you, you yes, you hold our token. But if at any moment you want the underlying tokens, you can claim the underlying by exchanging the token for the underlying. Um, and that's all possible because crypto is built on top of these very composable um, primitives in DeFi. Yeah, who decides what's um what makes up the underlying assets in that index token? Is that decided by the community? Do you guys um, have a system for that? Or how is that curated? Yeah, so the initial construction or the methodology is something we propose. Um, and in the beginning, it's just us as, as, as kind of like the product authors. So uh, we build some, uh, I guess, we, we have the primary input on methodology. Uh, and uh, but more recently, kind of we have started sharing methodology even before the product is complete. So there's there's it's very easy to kind of get input on that. But initially, it's a pretty simple kind of methodology, um, either market cap way or adjusted by liquidity. And um, it's basically selecting for the largest projects in, in a particular space. Uh, and you can set the number of constituents. You can set kind of like thematically what you want to cover. Uh, whether it's like one chain or another, or NFT or DeFi. Uh, and then based on those construction rules, uh, the product is built. So index construction is quite similar to kind of like ETF construction. It's rules-based, and then it rebalances based on those rules uh, automatically uh, in the future. You guys also market this automated portfolio. How does that work exactly? Does it like pick things for you if you, like, you're an investor that doesn't know what to invest in? Or what, what's the scheme like? Yeah, there's there's no um, automated portfolio product separately. By that, we just mean this is the okay. uh, this is kind of like the feature of the, of each of the index tokens. Um, so you know, if you 
by the index token it, it, today, it may have four tokens of a certain kind. Um, over time, as more projects enter the space, it will get selected um, out, like basically rule-based, uh, and, and get added to, to the token. So our Polygon index token, for example, Pico, started off with um, with five projects, and today it has a it has it's rebalanced. It has four, um, and one of the new ones got added was with Gains Network, which is kind of this leveraged trading platform on Polygon uh, with very low fees, uh, and that got added because you know they grew and the Polygon ecosystem developed. So you know, to the extent that block, to the extent that the kind of um, the the coverage area of a token increases over time, it might start with five, it might end with ten tokens, um, and all that is automated for you. So you don't have to keep track of what is the latest project. You need to buy it, you need to sell it. Uh, all that is done kind of in a in automated and rule based fashion. What's some of the applied risk investing in a index token instead of just investing in the token itself? When you when you invest in a token itself, um, your risk exposure is pure to that token and to that project. Um, mm -hmm. So, the primary decision making you have to make as an as an individual is allocation. It's like how much you allocate to this token, and that by itself is you know pretty. It can be pretty complicated. Um, so when you invest in an index token, the diversification is automatic. So our, the, the index token itself will have six, eight different things underneath. Um, it may hold one to 12 to 15% of a given token. Um, and that, re that, that will rebalance automatically. So if it moons one month, um, then, then chances are to get rebalanced to a lower percentage the next month. So it will take profits automatically for you for um, equal weight uh, products. Um, so it decreases the risk from a, from a kind of like a concentration perspective. Um, uh, and I think overall, you're less likely to be, to be held like hostage to, to a single outcome. Um, it does increase another form of risk, which is because we are wrapping all of these tokens um, into a new product. And this, this method is using basically a smart contract, right? Uh, it is... Uh, you are basically uh, buying, you're, you're, you now have exposure to kind of like what we've built. So every layer in DeFi adds a new layer of kind of risk. Um, and the more like, like the more projects you're involved with, like the more projects a, a given product is built on top of, the more it has, it basically subsumes all the technical risk of the underlying. In other words, basically, if we do our jobs well, um, then it's okay. If we have bugs, of course, that, that will increase risk. Um, our products are audited before they are released. So um, there are many reputable firms in the crypto space and, and all our tokens are basically co-reviewed by these firms. And also the longer they are in the public, um, generally speaking, the, the stronger their security posture is because people have been testing and, and um, trying to exploit these. So we use some pretty well-known code bases. Um, and I think, you know, we do a pretty good job on that front, but but in crypto in general, uh, when you when you buy into a particular project's tokens, you do take on the risk of that particular project. Is an index token regulated any differently than a normal token that you might invest in? Have you come across anything doing that? It is not clear. Um, the regulatory landscape is very um, ill. Like regulators are still kind of getting. Are, are still haven't really put out extremely well, like clear definition for regular tokens. Um, index tokens are kind of like more of the same with, with some characteristics of, 
it is putting things together. It's more like a structured product. Um, so we're generally being conservative and um, not claiming them to be like investment funds or anything like that. Um, but and and our general philosophy is to keep them as decentralized pos as possible. So we do not appear as a money manager to a regulator, which we're certainly not. Um, like one way you can assess that is if our entity, if our group working on this were to disappear for whatever reason, it's just vanished off the face of the earth, what would happen to these index tokens? Um, if you invest in a hedge fund and the hedge fund disappears, then your money is gone, right? Um, but if you invest in these tokens and we disappear, you you fully hold and custody these, these assets. So um, you can simply choose to burn them for the underlying and you would have the underlying. Um, and if you don't, it actually the, the tokens would actually live on because it is it's automatically rebalanced using rule-based logic on the smart, like on top of the blockchain. Um, even if our dev team is all in a coma, come next month it would rebalance and include new tokens um, as they appear because it's the contract is working directly with the decentralized exchanges and 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 just using them to buy and sell assets. So. Um, the like the hallmark of a really great decentralized protocol is it can work even if the devs go to sleep, and um, that's that's I think the level that we hit and we aim to hit. Now it's really interesting. Have you guys thought about slowly moving into uh, tokenized equities at some point and doing something similar, or is this better fit for for cryptos just in general? I think for the time being, crypto like I think step one is to get crypto really working. Um, tokenized equities. The second you start touching TradFi rails, you you have all the regulatory issues you have to deal with. Um, and we may cross those bridges one day. But right now, I think the key is to get some um, initial traction and, and to get people comfortable owning like index tokens on DeFi and see the benefit of that. Uh, and and then in, in the long term, I think there are some very interesting opportunities to kind of cross over with traditional equities. We have a couple of community questions, if you don't mind as well. Um, someone's sure. asking if if you have like an index token and in that index there are uh, stakeable assets. Do you guys mm -hmm. stake those assets? And if so, do those get redistributed? Do they get restaked? Uh, how do those get factored into the index token? Yeah, so for we consider staking assets. Um, the issue with staking assets is that it would we would need to kind of custom implement each stakeable asset, especially like these assuming single-sided staking is available. So as a rule, we don't stake assets inside of the token, inside of the um, um, the, the index product. What we will do um, is when it makes sense, we will include um, already staked versions of those tokens. Um, so for example, uh, Solana right now is, is you know, just a base L1 token. For our Solana product, we don't actually use uh, Sol as the um, representation for, for Solana. We use MSOL or the Marinade Sol token. And MSOL is the staked version of Solana. Um, and that kind of automatically yields a 6% um, APY yield for, for that token. Um, we do that for this particular case because MSOL is a liquid token in its own right. So MSOL Sol is, a, is like a pair you can, you can swap. Um, and MSOL is a thing we can buy automatically on, on, on Radium. So when there is a liquid representation of the stake token, we will do it. Um, but if it requires custom one-sided integration with like a staking contract, 
uh, we, we tend not to because it kind of basically creates kind of an infinite series of like one-off work. Gotcha. What about any kind of like fees associated? Is there like a management fee or um, an execution buy or sell fee? Yeah, the, the fee is um, generally between one and one and a half percent. We are not charging fees right now yet. We plan to um, start charging fees at the end of the year. Uh, but right now it's basically fee free. Uh, but the standard fee is going to be around one to one and a half percent. Gotcha. Um, it says your products are focused on the Polygon, Solana and DeFi index tokens and ecosystems. Are you guys planning to spread out to other ecosystems at some point? Um, or do you just want to focus on those? I know that covers a lot of assets anyways. Yes. So the philosophy we've taken is to um, help people invest in the major blockchain ecosystems that's available right now. We started on Ethereum, um, moved to Polygon and and, uh, recently Solana. Uh, We are definitely considering other chains. We're considering AVAX um, and and other EVM based chains. Uh, uh, But the answer is basically yes. And we're looking for ideas on like what are interesting and worthwhile index products to build. Because uh, there's a lot of different ways to cut up the kind of the crypto ecosystem. So, um, if you have great ideas, please you know share it with us. Uh, we're we're currently considering, I would say, uh, Avax, uh, Kronos, and and kind of like the Cosmos ecosystem as destinations where potentially it would be worth building some products. Here's a potentially great idea. Are you guys? Have you thought about creating some kind of index token that could represent uh, these? NFT collections that are out there that fluctuate kind of in popularity and in transaction volume? Is there a way to tokenize that and put that into an index, make that more tradable? It's possible. Um, it's NFTs are trickier by definition because they're non-fungible. And mm-hmm. once they're non-fungible, they're kind of more illiquid. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a few attempts to do that, but I don't think any has done super duper well. Um, I think maybe with NFTs as they grow, if the once the volume and, and value amount, I think, reaches a certain threshold, I think that could be very interesting. But, yeah, we get asked that a lot. I think it's uh, it's one of the very, it, it seems like people would very much appreciate that given how expensive some of these NFTs have become. Yeah, like, for example, Board Ape Yacht Club, they launched a token recently, and the token's actually done really well and has taken off, and that represents uh, their entire collection. It'd be interesting if you could take those tokens that represent those collections and put those into an index at some point, that seems fairly possible, right? Possibly. Um, I think also, but in this case, I think it also shows that maybe it's a bit difficult for a third party Mm -hmm. to be in the best position to do it. Um, Like if you wanted exposure to to apes right now, you probably just buy the ape token, like Mm -hmm. for a third party um, um, NFT mechanism that, that can then lock in some of these, uh, NFTs and then mid tokens. It seems like it would be at a structural disadvantage versus the native team project. Yeah, possibly. I mean, there's so many niches within NFTs. I, I feel like it could be possible at some point for virtual land to art to mm. to gaming. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's a way to do that at some point. It's, it's so difficult to invest and figure out what's invested in that in that space. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It seems like in the end, every um, like it would almost reflect the real world economy. Like if you if you don't want to reinvest in real estate by buying a single condo, you can buy some REITs. Exactly. It feels like eventually you want to buy a REIT of, of metaverse land in sandbox or something. Mm-hmm. I, I think it might simplify it for people at some point. 
um, given how much value is being locked up in NFTs. Um, if someone wants to get started with Amoon and start using it, um, what does that process look like? How does someone get set up? How does someone start? Yeah, it is as easy as using any DeFi protocol, really. So if you have um, a MetaMask or a Phantom Wallet for Solana set up, just head over to our website, amoon.com. And uh, yeah, all the products are listed there. Um, it's a few like a few clicks to, to do a swap. Um, on our website, the swaps are are supported by the standard exchanges, whether it's Uniswap, um, Radium, or QuickSwap on the back end. Um, you can also use those um, DEXs directly to, to buy our tokens, but um, I would head to the website first just to check out what's available and, and, and to see what the tokens are like. Got it. Um, what's your guys' roadmap look like for the rest of the year? What are some things you want people to keep in mind or um, watch out for that you're excited about or think would be a cool addition to Amoon or a new index token? Um, anything in particular? Um, the roadmap, I'd say, you know, we, we are looking into AVAX and, and Cosmos right now to see what makes sense to build. Um, we have announced that we would like to build a cross L1 um, index token. So right now, like all the tokens are focused on specific blockchains and the apps built on top of them. Uh, so they're kind of like vertical in nature. I think it would be a very, it would have great wide appeal if we build something that's, that's across all the L1 blockchains. Because kind of the first question you get from someone investing in crypto is like, which token should I buy? You know, which chain is going to win? You know, is Ethereum going to remain the winner? Is Solana going to take over? Um, is one of these new sharded chains uh, gonna gonna you know gain market share? It's very confusing, and it's like betting on horses or betting on startups. Uh, and the traditional way you've dealt with that is to kind of like have a diversified way of in, in investing in all of them. But right now, there's no token that that includes like multiple blockchains in in, in a single wrapped wrapped unit. Um, it's hard to do because by definition, they're on different blockchains. So we're looking at technical implementations to do that. Um, if you're interested or, or uh, have ideas on how to do that, we'd love to hear from you. Um, but yeah, like I think the key thing to solve for in the coming, in the coming couple of, like, I guess this year is, is a, a token that can be as impactful for crypto as kind of SPY has been for traditional equities. And that's, I think, something that can wrap economic activity across all the L1s right now. Where can you find Amoon online on social media? And then if people want to chat or have ideas, do you guys have a community like Discord or Telegram? Of course. Yeah. A-M-U-N. Um, Amoon is on Twitter. It is on your browser, Amoon.com. We have links there to Discord, to Telegram, um, whatever your favorite means of reaching out. What about you? Are you on social media? I am. Um, uh, it's uh, it's a bit hard to write. It's, it's Draco Mino, but you can look up James uh, hiring, hiring. I have like hiring on, uh, in brackets. Um, in, we'll find in, you. We'll, the internal yeah. Blockash podcast team will do their investigation and, and find James. <laughs> totally. I mean, like I write hiring the name because we're, we're definitely hiring. We're looking for great content people. We're mm -hmm. looking for great marketers. So if you're interested in working in this space, you know, please reach out. Yeah, absolutely. We'll put a bunch of links in the description below the episode so that they can easily get to that stuff. Um, guys, go follow. James, go check out Amoon. Like the video and subscribe. And James, thank you for taking the time to come on today. Explain what you guys are doing with Amoon. 
uh, with index tokens, which I think are really cool and unique, and I think bring a whole different element to the table for investing and for people that want to get in the space. So uh, thank you for sharing all of that. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, Brandon. Nice chatting to you. Nice chatting with you as well. Uh, talk soon. Stay safe. Bye. Right. Bye-bye.